You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. chained up and they, they, they're attached to a tree or maybe one of those things you, you know, you screw into the ground and, and the dog is, you know, they're, they're trying to go somewhere. They're, they're trying to get loose. They're trying to bite you. Um, you know, they're something, but that chain is stopping them from going anywhere. It's stopping them from moving forward, stopping them from their, what they want to get done. And it's just, there, there's nothing they can do to break it. Well, I'm sure you've seen that. If not, you, you probably have a picture of it in your mind. Well, how many of you have ever been chained up? How many of us have ever been chained up by things in our past, by stuff going on in life that, has, that stops us from moving forward, that stops us from going where we need to go? You know, it feels like we want to move forward in life and we want to make progress, but there's things that just seem to anchor you back and you can't seem to go anywhere. And it, it can be extremely, extremely frustrating. Well, you know, there's some things that we're talking about in this series called Chains. And we're, we're going to be talking about, or we have, and will be things like, oh, I don't know. What, what have we been talking about? We're going to, things like insecurity, anger, maybe grief, things like blame, or what we're going to be talking about today, regret. I bet you, just because you're people, 
Uh, not because I know anything special about you, but just because we are all in here, we're people that you and I, that we all have something in our lives that if we're not regretting it now, we have at some point. We all have regrets. Now, we believe that we should aggressively deal with anything that has a chain on our lives. So if we have regret, something we just, I mean, y'all, I, I hate to overuse the word, but something in our life that, is, that we regret and it's holding us back, we believe God wants us to get rid of it. As a matter of fact, we believe that God wants to break those chains off of us, and we get this from a piece of the Bible, Psalm chapter 107, verse 14. Let's read it, and the he that we're going to read is God. He, God, led them from darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. God wants to snap chains off of your life. Things that are holding you down and holding you back, God is the one that can break those. Now, the chain, like I said, that we're looking at today is going to be regret. Has regret held you back? Has regret held you down? Let me, let me give you a definition. Regret is the past crippling the future. Things about your past crippling your future, stopping you from going somewhere. Uh, and in the past, you know, things that happened yesterday, things that happened a month ago, things that happened last year, maybe something that happened 20 years ago. These are all things that can be regrets that cripple our future. You guys take a look at this.
I'm sure everyone in here could relate to one of those regrets. Uh, as a Texan fan, I really regret that Deshaun Watson got hurt last year and we couldn't win the Super Bowl. But there's some much, much more serious ones as well, and, I, and I'm sure you can relate to some of those. Everybody, I believe, can because we've all had regrets. But regrets can be such a problem, they can really be a chain in our life. They can be like that chain a prisoner has in a dungeon connected to a steel ball that he has to drag around. It can do that. Some people allow the regrets of the past to actually define their life here in the present and affect their future as well because they're so focused on the past. Let me read a famous quote or a quote you may not, may not be famous, but by a famous man. Alexander Graham Bell, the great inventor, made a great, great point about regrets. Look what Alexander Graham Bell said. When one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. I believe that's true. And sometimes we're so focused on the past and it's like our eyes are glazed and there's something right in front of us. But our focus on the past, our chain of regret keeps us from seeing something right in front of us. If we continually review the what ifs, we'll never move forward in life. Regret can wrap you in chains, but God has a better way. God knew that we would face regrets, so he gave us some help in the Bible, and I'm so glad he did because we need it. We, we need his help quite, or at least, at least Ed, Ed needs his help Lots quite of often, help. so <laughs> I want to read to you a, a, a small passage of scripture, and let me set it up for you. This, this is going to be God talking to a group of people. Now, this group of people, they had not gone the right way. In life, they God had given them, hey, this is what I want you to do, and they ended up not doing that. So they went the wrong direction, and now they are finding that finding out that God was right. They should have gone a different way because this way ain't so good. As a matter of fact, they went so far off that they found themselves enslaved to other people. So this group of people that we're reading this to, through their own mistakes have become slaves, literal, literal slaves to another to other people. And God's talking to these people that have messed up, and they're living regret. I, I, can't, I can only imagine that every day they regret the fact that they didn't listen to the, the wise advice that God gave them to start with. Well, let, let's read. It's Isaiah chapter 43, starting in verse 18. Forget about what's happened. This is God talking. God is telling these people that their future can be different from their past. He said, forget about what's happened. Forget about the fact that you didn't do what I said. So, okay, let's just let that go. Don't keep going over old history. Let, let, it, let it go. 
Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't, don't you see it? He's like, okay, folks, I know you messed up. You know you messed up, but let's let that go. Don't keep worrying about the past. I want to do something new in your life. And then he keeps talking. There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the Badlands. We're not talking about the current TV show, Badlands. If you've watched that, um, we're, we're talking about dry places in your life, badlands in your life. Then you regret the fact that you're there now, and maybe it was your fault, maybe it was somebody else's, but you got there. God's saying, hey, I want to take care of that. Your future can be different than your past. And in case you didn't catch that, let me say it again. This is in your notes. No matter what you've done, no matter what regret you have that may be chaining you up today, your future can be different and better than your past. This is the message that God is telling these people. The things that you, that you regret don't have to dictate your future. These things that you and I regret, they're just the path that we've taken to get where we are but they don't have to be the path that we stay on. So we've established, and I think pretty much everyone agrees, we have regrets, and in some cases they're hurting us, they're a chain in our life. So what do we do about it? What do we do to break free of regrets? Well, God helps us in the Bible, and I'm real excited about looking at this passage of Scripture in just a second. Let me give you the background. The Apostle Paul wrote this book called Philippians to folks who lived in the ancient city of Philippi, and Earlier in the book, he's talking about his own life, saying, I was bad, and boy, was he ever. He was a Christian hater at one time. He was persecuting the church. He was doing things that ended up with Christians being killed, and he was the head of that because he thought they were the enemy of God. Then God gave him what we call in Texas a good old two-by-four upside the head and knocked him off his donkey or camel. I don't know if they have horses in the ancient Middle East. Anyway, knocked him down and said, what are you doing? And over time, this Christian hater becomes the major leader of the entire early church. God used Paul to start the first churches in the Mediterranean world. God used Paul to write two-thirds of the New Testament. After he had been so bad, he was on track, but he didn't think he arrived yet, but he had some insights that we're going to look at that can help us, like him, leave the past behind and live, live forward. So let's look at what Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 3. I don't mean that I'm exactly what God wants me to be. I have not yet reached that goal, but I continue trying to reach it and make it mine. That's what Christ Jesus wants me to do. It is the reason he made me his. Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go, but there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past, and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. I keep running hard toward the finish line to get the prize that is mine because God has called me through Christ Jesus to live to life up there in heaven. All of us who have grown to be spiritually mature should think this way too. So Paul got it. He knew his bad past, but he knew what God had done with his life and where he was heading, and he has some insight that can really help us. Let's break it down into some things we can apply to our life, okay? Number one, 
I forget what is in the past. I forget what is in the past. Now, by forget, we don't mean deny. We don't mean just act like it never happened. But the idea is to live like it never happened, to forget it. And so how do you do that? You got to deal with it. If you haven't dealt with a past regret, you, you just got to take the, some time and just sit down and deal with it. Talk to God about it. Lord, I blew it. I regret this so much. And if you did something wrong that was hurtful or sinful, you'd say, God, I'm sorry. And if you need to get right with somebody, you apologize, you can do that. But you embrace your regrets, your decisions you regret, whatever they are. And then you say, God, help me learn from this. Show me what I need to know. And now help me to throw it away. Help me to let it go. Help me to forget it. So we, well, there's some appliance, set it and forget it. Okay, anyway, that's the idea. We want to deal with it and then forget it. It's like a baseball player. Any Astros fans in here? Yes, absolutely. And our favorite player, Altuve. Well, at least my favorite player. Anyway, you know, I love the chant, Altuve, MVP. He won last year. He was amazing. But let me tell you something about his success rate. Jose Altuve, one of the best players ever, and especially in this generation, he fails over 60% of the time. Over 60% of the time, he gets an out. He strikes out. He hits a ball. Somebody catches 60, over 60%. He only succeeds a little over a third, a little over 33%. Last year, he had a high batting average, but it never got over 400. And yet, how can you keep doing that? He strikes out. And then if he comes up to bat going, dang, I struck out last time, Phew, strike one. I mean, is that what he's going to do? No. He's going to forget that strikeout, bear down, and chances are he'll get a hit soon. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about an attitude of forgetting, letting the past go. And, and here's what I think makes it razor sharp. It's about changing my focus. What am I focusing on in life? People bound with chains of regret are focused on the past and the pains and stuff and all kind of regrets. But now we can change our focus from the past to the present and the future if we will learn to deal with stuff and forget what is in the past. Now, number two, Paul said he talked about reaching for the goal. Well, we need to reach for the goal. We need to stretch towards the future. You know how in a, in a foot race, when they get close to the finish line, the runners are all leaning forward or the opposite is what they did in the Winter Olympics when they did the speed skating races. They get close and they lean their foot forward. But the idea is they're leaning forward towards a goal. They're trying to win a race. And I believe that's what Paul is saying. He uses other sports metaphors in the, in the Bible. And I think he may have this in mind, reaching toward that goal, stretching forward. And so instead of looking back full of regret and see how I'm, I'm leaning back, instead of leaning back, Focusing on regret and let that hold me down, I begin to lean forward. I've let that go. I've dealt with it. Now I'm leaning forward. I'm reaching forward because, folks, God's got stuff for all of us. He has a will. He wants to use you. He wants to guide you. He wants to bless you. But we have to be engaged. We have to be reaching for the goal. So here, here's the idea. Instead of that leaning back towards regret, we embrace a lifestyle, a mindset of leaning forward. We are pursuing something. We're not being passive. We're not just going along for the ride anymore. We really are learning what it is to reach for the goal. So we're talking about ways to break the chain of regret off of our lives. These 
we've seen two of them so far from the things that this guy Paul was talking about. Well, we got two more for you. Here's the next one. He said, I keep running. You know, I, I keep running. If you and I want God to snap the chain of regret off of our lives, we have to keep running, even if it's hard, even if it doesn't feel great or we don't like it. When, we, when we're dealing with disappointments because we've done something that we regret or we're dealing with setbacks or failures and we're struggling with those things, it can be difficult to keep running, but Paul makes it really clear, and I think it's great advice. We need to keep moving forward. Uh, recently, about seven weeks ago-ish, um, uh, well, let me back that up. Diane and I, uh, we work out, and we, we, do, we do CrossFit, and we're trying to stay healthy, and let me just clarify. Um, I realize that I am no professional CrossFit specimen that you should all look up to. We know that, brother. <laughs> we, we, we all... Well, just in case somebody didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's pretty um, obvious. And, and I'm, not, I'm not in it to be this you know, great athlete or, or anything like that. I'm doing it so I can stay mobile. And like I said this morning, so that I can use the bathroom by myself when I get older. Uh, I'm just trying to stay where I can keep moving. That's my goal. Well, um, about, again, about seven weeks back, we're working out, and, and I, uh, we're, we're doing the thing. Well, I... I Using a weight in, in a movement, and that was, was light, actually. And, well, I, I felt it kind of, you know, tweak my back a little bit. And I should have stopped at that moment. But I was capable of continuing on. And, you know, people were watching. So, um, <laughs> so we keep going, and it's all over. And the next morning, my back's hurting. Um, and like, you know that get out of bed, and you're like, oh my gosh! How many of you ever hurt your back? And when your back is out, oh goodness, life—you know—life is thrown into a whole. You're in a whole new world. Well, I—I uh, I, I was a little. I regretted continuing on with that movement. As a matter of fact, I was a little upset with myself. Like you knew, you knew better than that. You—you you knew better than to keep doing that. What was? What were you thinking? And I'll go to the doctor, and in my mind, I'm like, I need to just take it easy. I need to just relax, chill out, watch Diana work out and get even in more in shape than she already is. Uh, and, and I just sit back and eat cake. That's, that's what I need to do. And so I was talking to the doctor and, you know, getting his advice, and he gave me some good advice. Look, you know, this right here you probably don't need to do anymore, uh, you know, and don't do this. And, and I thought, okay, and... How long? How long can I stay out of the game, Doc? He's like, you need to get back in it. Uh, yeah, you need, to, you need to keep going. He said, if you stop, and listen, if you, he didn't use the word running because I really hate running, but if you stop running or if you quit moving forward or if you stop moving, what's going to happen is the inflammation that you have created is going to get worse. You need to move and keep moving forward to push it out. So I was hoping that I could get out of the game for a little. I, I love doing what we do, but I was hoping I could, you know, take it easy. He's like, no, no, no. If you stop, you're going to make it worse. So I had to keep moving, have to keep running. Not do the stupid thing that I did before, but I still needed to keep moving. I had to stop making excuses and keep running. If I don't. If I stop, if we stop in life and regret 
Christophus, it's going to get worse. Things are going to get worse. If we have regrets over our past and we're in pain because of it, if we're behind the curve because of it, if we hurt other people because of it, here's one thing we need to do, and that is keep running. To break free of regret, you and I have to keep moving forward. All right, here's the last thing, the fourth thing. Paul said, I pursue maturity. I pursue maturity. And specifically what he's referring to here is spiritual maturity, where I need to, I need to purposefully try to become a more mature as a person that's following Jesus. I need to do what it takes to be mature. I need to decide that with God's help, I'm going to become what I was born to be. A, a spiritually mature person does things like they embrace the fact that there is nothing impossible for God. They also embrace the fact that they need to move forward. They need to um, engage in a life with God. Did you know that God can use your regrets and your failures, and he can take them from you and redeem them? Now, we, we don't really use that word a lot today, but I, I, I remember like when I was really, really young, because I'm pretty young now, but when I was really, really young, um, you could trade in, I think it was Coke bottles or you know, soda, some sort of, you know, we know, right, in Texas, everything is Coke. You could trade them in for money. You, know, you drink them, take the bottles back, and, but I'm talking, I was really young, like a long, long time. Ed was probably a teenager by then. Watch it. But, Watch it. Uh, we could do that and trade them out. Well, you could redeem the bottles for so many cents per, per bottle. You would, they would exchange that for you. Well, God can take your regrets and exchange them for something else. He can say, yeah, I know. I know you did this. He's got examples. We read one earlier, people that went the wrong way. But I can take that and turn it around and give you something else instead. That's what he wants to do for me and you. Our, our, our future can be different from our past. We, we can all benefit from an ongoing relationship with God. And we want to give you one tip on how to do that. Um, get in a group of people that are going the same way, trying to become spiritually mature. Get in a group of people. You're, you're in it right now. You're in church on a Sunday morning. Check. Good deal. Good job. Massive, massive thing. Another massive thing is reading your Bible, talking to God. Huge, massive thing. Another one is getting in a smaller group of people. Make some friends that are going the same direction. Spend time with them. And just so you know, we have something called Ignite Groups where we are building a community of people that are doing this. And as we grow as a church and as we go down in the life of Ignite Church, there's going to be more and more and more and more groups. We're going to keep expanding. So even, even if there's a whole, 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 whole lot of people, we'll have a group for you. And we want to encourage you to, get, to be a part of that. That's one thing that will help you become spiritually mature when you get around other people trying to do the same thing. So we've gone over a few things to help you get rid of regret. And some of the things that Paul was, was talking about. And we want to do one more special thing with you guys right now. I know, we know you've got regrets. And I'm going to ask you, everybody in here, because that's everybody, I want you to stand up with us. And 
we wanna, we're going to pray together. We're going to talk to God together. So what, what we're about to say is going to be on the screen. You can look at it or you can bow your head and close your eyes with me, whatever you want to do. But I'm going to say this. I'm going to be talking to God. I want you to repeat after me and just make it yours. This is all about God exchanging regrets in our life because I bet you that you have some. I know that I have some. So let, let's talk to God about it. Repeat after me. Dear God, Dear God so, many of us have the chains of regret so many of us have the chains of regret wrapped around our lives. Today we pray that you show us what regrets we need to forget. Tell us what your perspective of them is. Please exchange these regrets for something better in my life. Help me to keep running the race. Help me lean forward like I'm going to win. God, I want to grow up and be a mature Christian. I want to move forward in life, even in the face of regrets. Thank you, God, for loving me and snapping these chains off of my life. Amen. We're just about to be dismissed. Let me mention a couple things, and then we'll pray a blessing over us. Uh, we will have prayer teams up here on the right and left of the stage. When we're done, we encourage folks to come up and let these guys pray for you. It can really, really bless your day to get prayer. Also, please, on your way out, grab some baby bottles and start filling those up with your change, if you would do that, please. And then guests with your completed Connect card, please go buy the guest cart on your way to your car and give them that card so they can give you that thank you gift that we want to give you for that today, okay? All right. Bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Have a great week.